Orb presents Maybe No Go. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. This is maybe no go. Mm. I, that wasn't a very good St. Cloud. I, I've been walking around doing St. Cloud all day. Yeah? Maybe no go. The the the, the, tr- the the trick is to start with the eat the pennies. Eat the pennies, Billy. Yeah. It's very easy to turn to Miss Piggy. Billy. Bear my children. Billy. Billy. Stop trying to keep the show together and hug me, Billy. Kiss me, get bread. Um Stop running away, Billy. Uh, this is uh this episode we're talking about uh written by doc hammer originally aired february 7th 2016 yeah uh pretty fun one the uh main mission of this episode they wanted to get uh pete and billy back to new york uh in order to accomplish this they brought in a plot they want to do for a while which is one of the most they want to do this as a special (laughs) just fucking nuts Uh, one of the most inside baseball things they've ever wanted to do yep uh, on the show (laughs) yeah uh which is to center an entire episode or an entire story around uh that red ball from the video for duran duran's song is there something i should know yeah, now you might be listening to this and you're like, oh, I, I know Duran Duran, <laughs> you know, Rio, Hungry Like the Wolf and stuff. This is not the most popular Duran Duran song or anything. No, no. It's fine. Uh-huh. I, I'd heard it before when I went and looked up the video after, I was like, oh, no, I know this song. Yeah. You know, uh, but the red ball is not a huge part of the video or anything either. Nope. <laughs> uh, a little kid carries in a couple shots. <laughs> it It's one of the more esoteric things they've ever done. <laughs> like it's it's just it's wild and there are tons of just references to to bands and stuff that like this is this is some real doc hammer uh self-indulgence i i I do like saint cloud's theorizing about what would happen if duran duran didn't take the course that they took (laughs) it's it's a cute episode because everyone's pretending yes you know every everyone's playing gi joe basically (laughs) in this episode it's very sweet yeah but like they wanted the the plan was like okay here's this ball uh it somehow goes missing uh and pete was originally going to be obsessed with it uh almost in the way that uh billy was an orb uh and that's mm-hmm. just something they they, they just kind of th- throw off in the commentary like oh this goofy idea we had from the mid aughts that that probably is where we got orb from <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, that that sounds like a really big deal, but then Orb ends up being that intentional anticlimax as well. Yeah. So you know? I also like, like they, this. Yeah. I like this as a troll of the people who really wanted the Orb to be a thing, because there's definitely there's definitely a fake out here where you think the Orb's coming back, the source of our power. You know. Yeah. Again, but it's it's they wanted to make it very obvious that there's these are just idiots playing pretend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when they originally wanted to make this as a special, um, they never pitched it because Mike Lazo. Uh, would reject it because he hates uh, Pete and Billy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Um, the other half of this is to introduce a wide whale as Rusty's arch. Yes. Uh, and have him do his old school, come over with a big basket of how do you do? 
<laughs> uh, so to speak. Which includes, you know, bursting up through the floor in his submarine, uh, like that drill in April's apartment in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, oh, arcade yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Her weird one room library apartment <laughs> that, she, that she lives in, that rock steady. Yeah, you know, hangs out in. If you're if you're a reporter, uh, you, you make good money. No, no, you don't. It's a horrible existence. No, it's a horrible <laughs> job. Yeah, print is print is dead. Yeah, gotta have the turtles. Like, gotta do the arc where like April has to sleep on the turtles' horrible sewage couch <laughs> because print is dead. <laughs> Which is to start a blog. It, <laughs> yeah, and you just uh, just uh, live off of Google AdSense rates. Yeah, yeah. she makes fifty dollars uh, for every like five thousand words. W- was she a print journalist or was she television? Because uh, there was always a camera guy with her, right? Oh, you're right. She, yeah, because Vernon. Yeah, the the camera guy. She was a she was a television journalist. You're correct. Yeah, she was all, oh. she was holding the microphone and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. They made a Vernon action figure like weird. just now. <laughs> yeah, turtles are back. It's real weird. <laughs> well, in a way, turtles never went away. <laughs> well, they, they they just went through horrible mutations. <laughs> uh, like they got so their, disgusting. It's their like origin the, story. Come on, <laughs> the the live action movie one where they're aliens. Yeah, and they look so gross and wet. And the original <laughs> ones are really wet. Uh-huh. They somehow like ordinarily you think of wet as a binary state for a puppet, right? You know, like a like a, a suit, a rubber suit is either wet or not wet. They somehow made them more wet using CG. There's a th- th- there's a distinction between wet and greasy, and yes. I, I, I think it's that what it's wet with. Yes. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, anywho. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, we kind of get to see, uh, you know, like important stuff is revealed here because the last episode we saw the Crusaders Action League or whatever. Um, and just like the Guild and the OSI are playing a little bit of the same game. The Crusaders Action League is in, you know, in line with the the Guild or specifically like Wide Whale's whole thing. It's it's all just a big protection racket. It's just a way so assholes mm-hmm. can make money. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, we also continue the monarch plot. Yes. Um, him trying to work his way up uh, in the guild uh, and eventually dis- discovers at the end of this his father's secret identity in a scene they tacked on. Yes. At the end. So they could uh, uh, kind of more easily get into another episode. Yeah. Uh, the uh, commentary and book on this are not super illuminating. Like they're mm-hmm. okay. Uh, they talk about um, trying to keep the cast down on individual episodes to keep the voice budget yeah. down. Uh, in this, which is fine. Um, the the coolest thing to me of uh, the back matter of this episode was reading. Uh, like it feels, you know, in season five when it said they were more passionate, uh, this really feels more like that than season five to me. And mm-hmm. reading like Jackson and Doc talking about planning out like what each issue had to d- episode had to do and what kind of um, where the characters were at. Yeah. Like, they're asking really smart questions like, oh, Doc is in this situation now. How does he contrast with his father? How does he contrast with JJ? Things like that. Um, They're being very thoughtful around that stuff in a way that I really appreciate. Uh, And I think is probably responsible for why this season feels really fresh and and new. You know? Yeah. Uh, Doc is a super scientist. He's not good at it. But it is. (laughs) it's never been something he didn't like. He doesn't like the world. He doesn't like the costumes and the idiots on his lawn. Mm -hmm. But he does like the razzle-dazzle. Yeah. You know, he wants to make death rays and shit. <laughs> he wants to play God, you know, like just yeah. he, he he does not. He is not blanched at that. In fact, if he does not uh, constantly play God, he feels like he's a failure. Right. If he's not yeah. in a, if he's not in a position to do that. Um, and like in that way, this feels a little bit like a uh, like an interrogation of the past, too, you know, mm-hmm. but in a kind of more satisfying way than uh, season three was right where that was yes. entirely 
you know, feels like, or mostly uh, con- concerned with origins. Uh, this is like actually, I don't know, accomplishing a lot of the same through contrast, you know? Yeah. And it's questioning this stuff rather than just revealing it. Yes. Yeah. You know, it needed to be revealed so this could happen. Yeah. So yeah, good, good episode. Good episode. Let's get uh, into it. Yeah. We start with uh, Pete and Billy. Uh, they're in the conjectural technologies trailer. Uh, Billy warning Pete, you know, he's not a scientist. It, even though he's not a scientist, it is, he knows it's a bad idea to put mouthwash into cookie dough. <laughs> he's trying to make mint chip. Uh, <laughs> Fluoride's cookies. good for you. Come on. <laughs> uh, I've told this story before, but my friend, uh, one time before school, he would, uh, eat, you know, eat breakfast. And a lot of times it's like, you know, we're teens and it was largely unsupervised. He eat ice cream and shit. Mm-hmm. And one time he made, he was like, mm, you know, uh, dairy, chocolate milk, chocolate cottage cheese, Ooh. and tried to make chocolate cottage cheese and said it was like super disgusting. Like but with, see, real uh, mouthwash into cookie dough energy. I mean, like, yeah. the, 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 this whole thing, it felt like when, like when you were a kid, was it ever, did you ever like, like make a potion by taking hand soap and ketchup and Kool-Aid, putting it together? Like, oh, I'm just going to play scientist, right? I, I would make dips. I played <laughs> food scientist. I would like... Okay. Like what? If, what if ketchup and barbecue sauce <laughs> together, which is the smattering of soy sauce? Like I would do that kind of shit, but I wouldn't make potions. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know, like it I was never. It was never for drinking. It was just kind of like oh, oh, I just want to. I want to mix this stuff up. I was not drinking hand soap. I was more of a lotion man. Um, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, gotta gotta make sure your insides are supple. Uh, yeah. So it's yeah. it's the way you don't age. Yeah, but just uh, but just this whole thing it had real big like little kid make just mixing up gross stuff kind of energy. It's funny. It's very cute. <laughs> how, how did he make? The, did he use Hershey's syrup or did he use like a like quick? Did he use the cocoa powder? I think they were a quick family. Mm, okay. So, but it, it it the the moral of the story is it wouldn't have mattered because it's a disgusting idea. <laughs> like I, I could I like, could I I don't. Okay. I don't turn my nose up at cottage cheese, but I don't think it needs chocolate. No, no. I could see how a kid would be led astray because, you know, by that point he probably had been served cottage cheese with like like pineapple on it. But like yeah. pineapple, pineapple, you know, like pineapple can be either sweet or like acid. The acid needs to be there for that to happen. Just the bitterness of chocolate probably wouldn't play with it. Yeah. No, I don't care for it one bit. There's a versatility to cottage cheese that... Yeah. Uh, my friend had picked up on, but it had led him down a dangerous and dark path. It, it expressed itself in a, uh, in a in a really misguided way. Um, uh, but as Pete is undergoing this very misguided experiment, uh, possibly poisoning him and his roommate, uh, a robotic Tyrannosaurus attacks. I'm always going to call this Truckosaurus, even though I think it, it's it, like Robosaurus. It was an actual thing. I just I it's can't very similar to Truckosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Billy goes to the quiz cave <laughs> and we get a title sequence for their show, yep. uh, Quiz Boy and the Pink Pilgrim. Uh, this is so great. Uh, they show so. the, and Robobo is there, who's named Robot Beauregard, is his full name, <laughs> which I love, Robot Beauregard. Uh, and, 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 and like the, there, there's just something about that it's the com- it's like the comedy cellar door right i just yes. they, they were talking about it in the commentary it's like the, the, they like collectively they laugh for six hours every time the name robot beauregard came a yeah, robot beauregard <laughs> it's real good uh the uh and also robobo is back you know, i love robobo he gets to be part um, of their team yeah <laughs> 
uh, they get in their costume and go to their cave and they eventually they they're you know we'll give the the tri- the tyrannosaurus more than it can than chew they overload it yeah. with electricity yeah and so um, they they call saint cloud who's the one who sent this obviously you know taunt him about his defeat but it was, this was all a distraction truckosaurus was there to keep them away while uh saint cloud stole the source of their power uh yeah. holds up uh, what appears to be this child's red rubber ball and, and this is where he says maybe next time maybe no go i, I don't uh, understand that <laughs> that's a lyric from the song but is it's it? not a, it's not the chorus or anything it's uh-huh. like the third line of the second verse or some shit like yeah. this is as inside baseball as the boys have ever gotten about anything yeah okay uh, yeah it i i didn't know it when i first watched the episode at all either it was when i watched the video i was like oh he says it okay the duran duran fella says it <laughs> and i like duran duran god yeah. damn it like uh-huh. it's, nobody out duran duran's me um so they're they're gonna uh you know they're 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 gonna go find uh saint cloud secret mountain lair at this point and they make a plan to do it the next morning and then they have to do some scheduling pete says he has a teeth cleaning <laughs> uh let's do it at 10 instead i will see you tomorrow you know, at a thing. reasonable hour <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, they're playing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, cut over to the Venture Tower where they're having breakfast. Uh, Rusty asks Brock if he's wearing a piece. Uh, well, you know, he's trying it since he's in New York. New York Rusty's trying out some street slang. Yeah, well, that worked out for you. God, Bridges oh. Brock's just ice burn here. Like, oh. he, he's also going to go get coffee because he's having uh Coffex or what is the name of the stuff? Caffex is what it is. Caffex. Yeah. yeah. He's, 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 he switched to this uh, because he's got a nervous, nervous bowels is what he said. Caffex is a real thing. It is, it is a, yeah. gr- it is a grain based coffee substitute uh, that was made by like Procter and Gamble or something. Um, you know, like I think maybe as, as a, a competition for Sanka or Chicory. Sanka. chicory is the one that i'm familiar with yeah uh i've had i uh since i have been i'm don't i do a very small amount of caffeine every day now Mm -hmm. uh because i've been trying to work on my bowels and the uh i ended up buying uh something that a young me would have shot myself for buying which was uh decaffeinated instant coffee which is pointless and gross but every once in a while i just want to taste coffee and i don't want to like be roiling in the night with acid reflux mm-hmm. you know so i have to have i want the taste i can't have the caffeine it's yeah. like real caffex energy no i've had i've I, i've kept that around um yeah i, I even keep uh, uh just uh like decaf coffee pots uh for just yeah. you know sometimes at night you want something hot but you don't want tea so so this yeah. so, so there you go um yeah it's like uh so i got 12 years ago when i quit chewing you know, when I, when, when I, when I quit using grizzly wintergreen. One of, one of the, the most amazing facts about you. <laughs> yep. I chewed for it's like a, three years. Goddamn disgusting. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but I, but I, I, I quit and, you know, the, the, the physical addiction only lasts for, you know, so long as the last of it gets out of your system, but the psychological addiction is still there. There is faux chew that you can go get. I forget what it was called. Gum. <laughs> I know, but like it, appro- <laughs> it approximates the um, uh, the like the texture and the and the taste, and also has like the 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 salt and sugar in it. Um, you know okay. that you that you put it there, and you know so you still you you you, you would pop that in, so you would have something in your lip that kind of tasted like it, and so you had the spit to uh, kind of like mm. work yourself away from just the compulsion, right? 
And so like as ridiculous as that is, as ridiculous as the whole thing was and as ridiculous as that product sounds, it actually ended up working pretty well. So, yeah. 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 It's the the reason why when people, I remember uh, my friends in high school and they quit smoking and they would hold pens. Yes. Like they need to have something in their hands. Like Mm -hmm. it's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so Brock isn't down for this fake coffee. He explains he has to have a gun. You know, he's a top level client. Uh, and he's like, you know, uh, Rusty says like, look at me. I'm in the, uh, you know, I'm in the paper, <laughs> uh, the business front page of the business pages. And Brock points out what the actual, the headline says. CEO. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rusty has totally tanked the, the, the stock. Yeah. And he's like, uh, this is important to me. I have big plans for Ven whatever. Where's that pirate? He can probably fix this. Brock goes out to get coffee. He's like, bring me back some and my pirate. (laughs) Uh, My pirate. Uh, Poor PC. Come on. Yeah. I go to the breakfast of the monarchs and the monarch is upset at the last, the end of the last episode, he was told he can't arch Dr. Venture. Yes. Uh, Dr. Mrs. The monarch is like, this isn't something I can have any control over. Like we can reevaluate this later, but he's a level 10 and your level is really low. Yeah. You know, uh, he's, and this is news to him. He used to be a six with the cocoon and the henchman, but now he's probably a three or four. (laughs) It's like, are you kidding me? Tantrum Rex is four. God, I wish we could see Tantrum Rex. I want to see Tantrum Rex because apparently he is exactly like the baby dinosaur from Dinosaurs. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, gosh. Uh, 21 keeps trying to interrupt them. Like he has ideas for how to address all this stuff, but they're just completely ste- uh, steamrolling them. Yeah. Uh, on their way to, to do makeup fuck. Yeah. Um, like she's like takes off her, her thing and she's got the laundry on. He's like, you have to wear the cheerleader outfit and stuff. And again, uh, always kind of rubs me the wrong way that they can rub their sex shit in 21's face and he doesn't really care that much. Like, he doesn't Man. like it, but he's not, you know, this caused him to quit before. Yes. Um, also, poor guy, right? Yeah. Like, the three of them live there. Mm-hmm. And these two are constantly doing this. Like, 21. Mm. Have some self-respect, dude. <laughs> yeah, absolutely no self. Yeah, come on, man. You're better than this. Um, they go off to have this the sex. Uh, Monarch comes back in because he's missing the cleanup rag. <laughs> well, no, he's going to pretend that he. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. Uh, because he just uh, he he comes back in and says, "Hey, I need you to look up everybody who's in uh, you know in front of me in line to Arch Venture. You have five minutes to get all the details. That is not enough time. Uh, obviously, yep. you know he's not <laughs> the monarch isn't going to last more than five minutes. You know because of the cheerleader outfit. And this is where we learn that he's going to stall, pretending I'll pretend I can't find the cleanup towel and leave her caked in my sticky triumph for a few minutes." Yeah, it, this also leads to an absolutely vile anecdote from Doc Hammer. Oh my god! I, I, that like Jackson almost had to tap out of. Like yeah. Doc talks about leaving a cleanup towel on a radiator and how it smelled, and he's a poet when it comes to words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like a Volvo, where all they did was eat French fries for a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a real word picture. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But real disgusting. Yeah. Uh, a... And I love these details about Doc Hammer's just fucking disgusting apartment, <laughs> disgusting life. Yeah. <laughs> you can't throw that shit in a hamper. Like the cleanup towel is real, but uh huh. You you keep a place for laundry on a convenience. Uh huh. You know near near your bed in the bedroom, and then you just throw the uh, cleanup towel in there. Yeah. If you if you don't have you the know? if you don't have the uh, the floor space, uh, I I have uh, I have laundry bags that hang from my doors. 
I've got, a, I got yeah. a few of them wherever, wherever clothes need to go. They don't go on the floor. They go in the bag on the door. Yeah. It could even, the cleanup rag could even be on the floor and it's less disgusting than it being on the radiator. Yeah. That has a smack of intention to it. <laughs> like that's the, it's not just like not a good place for it. It's the worst place. Yeah. To put it. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't care for it. Yeah. Really gross. Uh, Pete and Billy get over to uh, St. Cloud's compound. Robobo parks the conjecture craft. Um, and uh, the, the gate is closed. You know, yeah. they can't get through it. They don't have lasers. So Billy goes, I'll shoot my grappling hand. <laughs> uh, and he shoots his little, his hand can grapple out, but it can't reel back in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just too, too much, too much yeah. gear. And they make a reference to something that I wasn't aware was a TV movie, but I absolutely knew the story. Uh, yeah. He says, "Like, no, oh, it'll make my arm all all, all all big, like the man whose arm exploded." Uh, mm-hmm. This is in reference. I forget the name of the um, uh, the name of the uh, bodybuilder who this happened to, but he's a Greg guy. Valentino, I think. Yeah, Valentino sounds about right. He was a bodybuilder, and of course, he was he was juicing. He was doing steroids, and you know, just had just a just vile, lumpy, you know, huge arms. But the thing that went over, you know, that, that put everything over was he was using synthol, which is a horrifying thing that is real. This is a thing that bodybuilders mm-hmm. do, which is take this oil essentially and inject it um, into the skin, uh, kind of under the the the, the fascia is the part of the skin that, 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 that it is under that just kind of distends the skin. So it makes it look like you got muscles there or bigger muscles than you otherwise have. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this guy, you know, he just had so much synthol and his arms were so big and he was doing so much stuff that yeah, popped his arms like a big old oily balloon. It's pretty gross. It's also the name of the special is the man whose arms exploded and it aired in 2005. Yeah. That, that doesn't sound like the name of something from 2005 to me. No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, Pete tries to climb the grapple line and it hurts. It kills uh, Billy's nerves. It's connected to them. This has always been a thing with cyber arms mm-hmm. that, are, that are funny. Like, uh, you know, Cable has a cyber arm. And if he picked it up, picked up like a truck yeah. with his cyber, like super strength in an arm doesn't really help. Right. Because it's still connected to your shitty shoulder. Right. Uh Pete gets sick of this and just brings the intercom. This is come on, capture us already. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's what we were gonna get inside. Uh just low just his lack of patience with all this nonsense. Like, come on, let's just skip forward. Yeah. Oh. Uh we got Pirate Captain. This is kind of a cutaway. I did a little bit of condensing on this, so things are not entirely in sequence in here. This episode cuts back and forth a lot more uh than like other ones do. Yeah. Uh, but we get a cutaway pirate captain. Uh, he's still on his uh, tranquilizer bender. He's at the zoo. Uh, he's all disheveled. He's, he's wearing his old costume. Uh, and he jumps into the polar bear tank uh, and shouts for the guards, you know, like, hey, this polar bear is, you know, just uh, he's out of control. You better shoot the pirate as well. He's, he's looking for a fix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brock walks in, and, you know, grabs him, brings him back. Yeah. Dumps him in the, the kitchen table, basically. <laughs> Uh, the pirate captain grabs Brock's gun and points into his mouth. <laughs> points it to his neck. <laughs> to it's like, that's a neck, real yeah. gun, jackass. Yes, like, <laughs> yeah, kill himself. And Brock's like, Hank, you, you help out with this. You know, uh, Hank's off getting a pedicure, uh, wearing a smoker, <laughs> smoking jacket and a sailor's hat. Uh, the idea is Hank and Dean are going to fix pirate captain. Yeah. Uh, and then we get like a, a direct one-to-one parody of something. Yeah, that I'm, I'm never really a big a big fan when the show does this, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, it ends up making it feel dated to me. 
Yes. There are good jokes in this bit mm-hmm. that I like, but we're just we're doing our train spotting. Yes, it, yeah. you know it's yeah. the, he, he's, the he's in the uh, he, he's in the ch- the child's bedroom, you know, in, in Ned's old yeah. bedroom. That's a production detail. The 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 reason that Ned's bedroom is like this is you know like okay, we need to design it. We're gonna make it look like this so it can be like the childhood bedroom from Train Spotting because Doc had already written the sequence. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it just happened to work out. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he wakes up chained to the bed, you know, where am I hell or a children's TV show that takes place in hell, which is a cute line. <laughs> uh, Hank walks in and lists all the supplies for detoxing a, a junkie. Yeah. You know, beef tomato juice, um, a kitten. She's all that on DVD, four buckets, one for urine, one for feces, one for vomitus, and one for the kitten. Yep. And the kitten pops out and it's great. It's very good. Uh, I, I I love this kitten, but that just made me think yeah. of the kitten from train spotting. I just, I, you know, yeah. that breaks my heart. I'm not. I'm not a, a train spotting guy. You a train spotting guy? I've seen it. It's fine. I've I've seen it too, but I didn't come like I knew all these people who watched it, and they're just like, oh my god. <laughs> and then I saw it, and I was just like, huh. And then just moved on with my life. Like it yeah. didn't. It didn't have a really strong impact. I wasn't like, I'm gonna. This is my style now. I want to be a junkie. <laughs> you know, like, no. it wasn't like that. I I walked away from it thinking I like that soundtrack. That's cool. Um, boy, that's just what an awful way to live. And, uh, and I, uh, I saw it like in college or something like that. It was a few years after it came out. And like what I, like when I walked away from it was like, oh, that was really unsubtle. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty which is which is like which is a ridiculous thing to say about that movie like to like to levy against it that it's unsubtle but i just kind of didn't like that it like like how how direct it was at that time to make a lot of subtle points about being a junkie right right i this is going to make me sound powerfully square but it's true at no point in my life have i ever been like oh being a junkie seems cool yeah like and part of it is because my parents were drug addicts yeah that'll probably do it that's that's That'll do it. Uh, but I never have I been like, oh, being addicted to this drug seems cool. Yeah. To me. It always seemed like a nightmare. No matter how cool like Iggy Pop tried to make it look. Yeah. I, I had know? I had some friends who were like real into it, just like they 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 just couldn't wait to do cocaine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I never it, it it never had any any appeal for me that um yeah. you know, like alcohol you know it it didn't appeal to me in in the way that like alcohol or i guess chewing tobacco did yeah <laughs> you know you, you want spit yeah uh gross colored slime yeah <laughs> instead that's the kind of cool you're going for yeah that that was that that was the particular appeal that like i that wanted cool dinosaur from jurassic park <laughs> you wanted that kind of cool yeah I, I just didn't want to, like, I was like, I, I didn't ever like the idea of being addicted to something. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, oh, that's because I'm, you know, a control freak. No, that's just a normal want of, amount of wanting control. Yeah. yeah. There, there's no, there's no freakishness to not wanting to be addicted to something. Uh-huh. That's just like a healthy amount of control. Yeah. And the also. right amount of control. You know, like the, like the, that, like the, that, that idea, like of just, just associating with people who were all on that same kind of, you know, kind of stuff. Like it just never seemed like a prerequisite for having fun to me, you know, like, oh yeah, I don't want to be around these yeah. people. <laughs> it was, was... It's, it's sad when you, when you have to be, even with, with booze and pot, like if, when you meet somebody who has to be intoxicated to have fun, it's sad. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not cool. It doesn't, you know, it's just depressing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, known several people who are in that situation. I'm glad that I'm not. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, we come back to the Monarch. Monarch and 21 walk up to this dilapidated house. 
in Patterson, New Jersey, and an older lady with a smoker's cough and uh, very key uh, wearing a, a hairnet. Uh, wearing a, ta- a towel wrapped around her, around her a hair. A towel wrapped around her head. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, is it that or is it one of those lady hairnets? It's not a net, but hair uh, hair bags. Maybe it's a hair bag. I, I I thought it was a I thought it was a towel. I was I was taking notes, and she had it on for a very short time. So yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is because uh, you know this. They're like this. Oh, you're Redusa. You're second in line to to Arch Venture. Uh, if you could just sign this thing, putting aside your right to do that, you get this free Monarch pen as your reward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she says, you know, get off my porch. I don't know what you're talking about. Monarch just darts her. Of yeah. course. Yeah. So we're going to yeah. come back to this. Uh, we come back over to <laughs> to Billy and Pete. They are, for some reason, waiting in St. Cloud's bathroom while he takes a shower. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they're in the bathroom. <laughs> like, you guys can you guys can chill. Like, you know, I'm sure St. Cloud would, would, would relish in having them, you know, go around and look at his various impressive collectibles. You know, I, this, you know, this bit, uh, we, we have a lot of, uh, you know, so this is St. Cloud trying to get them to admit that it's the orb. Like he yeah. has heard of the orb as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, you know, Billy's just saying, no, it's the video from the, the ball from the video mm-hmm. there. Uh, and, uh, there's a whole lot of Pete, uh, doing his hair in different new wave. Yep. <laughs> band <laughs> things like playing with moose. Uh-huh. Uh, and it gets real obscure. Like, yeah. look, I'm in this band, and they keep getting more and more obscure. It starts with Flock of Seagulls and then gets more yeah. obscure. It goes from uh, there. The, I love uh, St. Cloud's Soap Mitt, though, which is the original Henrietta Pussycat <laughs> from Mr. Rogers. From the land of make-believe. <laughs> What's that, Henrietta? You want to watch me down there? Down there? Oh, yeah. yes. And like, it's so gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, using a shot, like, Henrietta Pussycat as a shower mitt is very funny. Yeah. And Billy is, <laughs> you know. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I love how much Billy is basically just Francis, basically just Francis from, uh, from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or how uh, St. Cloud. Oh, yeah, yeah. St. Cloud, there we yeah. go. Yes. Uh, it is also, you get to have Billy being really angry, which is my favorite <laughs> Billy sing. St. Cloud! Like, I love it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a part of our collective childhood. It's like just, it's, it's it's basically the same joke every time. Like, it belongs in a museum, <laughs> but yeah. it still it just, works. Yeah. I have affection for it. Yeah. Uh, kind of a big plot twist that happens here, or a big reveal. Fallen Archer sits down next to Wide Whale at a restaurant uh, who's eating a big bucket of krill. It's got a lot of omega-3s. Uh, no omega fatty acids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, this is a mobster scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fallen Archer gives him some money for protection, but it's kind of light. Uh, you know, and this is, uh, he's going to heavy him. Yeah. You know, uh, until he blames on Venture. Like, bl- Venture didn't pay us for uh, protection. Yeah. Here. You know, Fallen Archer's in with the uh, the bad guys here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thus implicating, uh, you know, all of the uh, uh, Crusaders Action League, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even so, though I think that, like, because Warriana breaks good later. Yes. Like, I think I, I could, I think I always took this as Fallen Archer. Oh, yeah. Was, just was kinda... doing this uh, just because it didn't seem like, and like uh, Tosh seems like a shithead, but Oriana seems legit. A little bit, a little bit too on the up later. and up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. who, you know, I don't think it ever gets fully explained. No, no. 
Uh, but Wide Whale is not uh, is, is not excited by this. You know, he he needs his money, and uh, well, mm-hmm. he's got uh, Venture as his arch. So let's just uh, make the make this happen, and let's see if the good ship Venture is a strong vessel. She's going on a Nantucket sleigh ride, which is not a a a, 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 a term that I knew, but is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's when a it's when a whaling ship is dragged by the fleeing harpoon uh, by the fleeing whale after they harpoon it. Good. <laughs> yeah you did this monstrous thing yeah and yeah. just uh just uh, hope, hope it drags you on the rocks you you, yeah. di- you dick this honor has taught me anything <laughs> uh reduso wakes up in her living room uh all tied up and the monarch uh basically yeah, monarch insults 21 for offering her a pen you know at this point uh yeah there's kind of talking they don't realize reduces wake she wakes up and takes off her her towel or lady uh hair thing and she has tiny little snakes uh, and she shoots laser beams that shrink things around the room, thus being Redusa. <laughs> yep, I, I love I love how like the, the the monarch just after seeing this, that's what makes him get the name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now Redusa. Yeah. Uh, he also could have done like any amount of intelligence or googling. Yes. Um, Twenty one bounces one of the beams back with this mirror uh, and shrinks her head like Beetlejuice kind of. Yeah. Uh, um, and you know she she threatens them. You know, 21 puts a blade to her neck. Uh, she threatens them to tell tell the guild, you know, what they're doing. And he counters, like, you did not renew your guild membership. Yeah. I could just kill you. Yeah. So you have two choices. You can, you know, get killed or you can sign over your rights and take the pen. Yeah. So uh, she signs it, but it's not going to take. You know, there's they're going to need to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more uh, smart about this as they, yes. uh, as they approach it. Uh, cut back to the pirate captain. This is where it's, you know, full on train spotting. Like this is the iconic scene from that movie. The, uh, the hallucination, you know, pirate captain is, uh, laying on the bed and we see the baby crawling along the ceiling, you know, hearing the, mm-hmm. hearing the music. Um, like there's good jokes in this, uh, like one of his old henchmen is sitting on top of the closet. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Like that guy from the Had scene with the weird uh, New York accent that they gave the henchman. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, real season one shit. Yeah, uh, and then the baby's uh, uh the the baby's head turns around to look at him. It's uh, it's JJ. I like using JJ as the baby. Uh, and mm-hmm. he, cr- he criticizes Pirate Captain's business skills. <laughs> You're no businessman. <laughs> it's uh, just just hitting him in in his uh, insecurities. Yeah. Uh, Rusty wakes wakes the pirate captain up realize he doesn't know his name they kind of draw a line under this yeah um hank tries to name him like he's a pet and calls him like reginald von pirate stein or something like that yeah uh but dean you know cuts him off and gives <laughs> this very heartfelt little intervention speech mm-hmm. and it's very sweet people love you and they feel uh, like they're you they're losing you <laughs> empire captain's back yeah that's how that's how you get off smack yeah, you just have Dean uh, Dean be very earnest around you, and then you're good. And also realize yeah. that uh, you know in your uh, in your depths, as you hit rock bottom, you shit in the bucket. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No. No fun. This bucket and a shit bucket because it conveniences me. <laughs> uh, Rock gets a call from Shore Leave being Mister Chin, uh, so he's upside down. And he put little googly eyes. Yep. I love this so much. <laughs> Rock, it's Mr. Chin. And he's just like, God, oh, it drives me nuts, man. Stop that. Uh, it's, it's really cute. Uh, yeah. He's basically saying like, hey, you have a level 10 arching coming your way because Rusty didn't pay off the local talent. Uh, Brock asked for backup. He says, no, no, it's eminent. It's happening yeah. right now. You know, you don't have time. Yeah. This is the only heads up I can give you. Yeah. The guy coming, it's uh, it's Wide Whale, also known as Chester Ong. Uh, he's the brother yep. of Doug Ong, uh, Dr. Dugong, 
Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is this is the reveal, and we learn that Doctor that uh, Wide Whale was Doctor Dugong's lab assistant uh, back in the day. They got mutated. Uh, Doctor Dugong can you know wanted to continue his research. You know he was a he was a good guy, but Wide Whale, you know Chester, ended up going into crime because of his mutation. Yeah, uh, classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so he's going to arrive at any moment. Uh, he yells at everyone to get in the panic room. We cut over to uh, Saint Cloud. Uh, has Pete and Billy tied up in a room made to set like the set of that Duran Duran video. Yep. Uh, showing off, he even has the pyramid time machine uh, that came with that. This is also a thing where uh, that video, like I did not see this as a nope uh, a time machine uh, <laughs> in that video. Uh, but Doc's like, you know, you can see how I think. Like I just assume it's a time machine. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like it's a weird <laughs> weird thing. I I we get a lot of good stuff out of this, but Doc just making his characters make the same illogical leaps that he does yeah without giving any connective tissue ends up resulting in some weird uncanniness like yeah until i looked into this video in this episode i didn't really understand a lot of what they were trying to do with this Mm -hmm. so So i just didn't yeah (laughs) something that 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 i'm finding with season six because like you this is you know the second time only the second time that i've seen these episodes because i did the big watch Mm -hmm. through before we started the show uh and then uh i'm I'm seeing it now like all of the references in seasons one through five like i had kind of already looked up and internalized you know so it's kind of like i always knew them Mm -hmm. when i was watching this i kind of had wikipedia open the entire time uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because yeah. like it's throwing stuff at me that I didn't look up before or, you know, didn't necessarily know. So like by, by way of St. Cloud's like explanation, I knew what was going on, which is this weird inversion because if I actually knew that video by heart, if I was one of the four people for whom that was true, this would remain confusing to me. <laughs> they would be, yes. it would be even more confusing. Cause it's like, wait a minute, you think what happens in the video? Like as presented though, it it's fine. Eighties videos are weird. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. It ends up being a little bit weird. Yeah. Uh, you know, Billy says, you know, just hurry up, you know, through the nonsense, like about this, like just, or tells us in cloud too. Yeah. You know, and, uh, St. Cloud's talking about the power of this, like this ball that was inflated by Roxy music and passed down to every new romantic band, you know, without this, the new romantics wouldn't have happened. And Duran Duran would be a jock rock band. <laughs> and you know this 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 spirals out you know is they're like hey, so duran duran never would have written this the, this one song they say the they say the wrong uh song in this which is a bit of a yeah. bummer uh they would never have written truth which is a song that ended up in um uh, was it 16 candles is that the one uh true true uh yeah. is the yeah is the song and they they say something different yeah uh, they 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 talk they're talking about like an omd song mm. Yeah. Uh, but they meant it. They they got the song right, the, or the the band wrong, and the song right. Yes. Uh, with this, yeah. Uh, True is a spando ballet song mm. that is on uh, the Vice City soundtrack, and is I find really unpleasant <laughs> as a fan of the New Romantics band. <laughs> like every once in a while, he just goes True, <laughs> yeah. <in> it. Uh, <laughs> like Joey Lawrence <laughs> from Blossom. It sounds a lot like that. It sounds like an animal. It sounds. It sounds like you're down at the docks and there's a bunch of sea lions, like just making noises at you, just just clapping and um, arfing. 
Yep. Yep. Uh, but he he continues. He goes on. You know, if if there were no new romantics, Molly Ringwald would never leave the facts of life. So tell me, quiz boy, are you ready for a world of jocks led by President Tutti? <laughs> uh, I just I, I I really like that. I just uh, that the, just yeah. the way that that spirals, just bringing time time machine logic into all of this. Yeah, it's it, they're all. I love that they're all just playing pretend. Yeah, you know? uh, Billy makes his gambit. Um, he fires his grappling hand to knock the ball out of Saint Cloud's hand. Um, it bounces. Still, you know, does a couple of bounces off the set. Heads toward Pete, and Pete headbutts it back to Saint Cloud. Why did you do that? <laughs> I, I I love it. I don't know. Reflex. Reflex is a lonely child who is waiting by the park. Which is, uh, uh, and then they play the Duran Duran little drum thing from the Reflex. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Um. So, uh, Saint Cloud is going to use this time machine to send the ball back to the old West. Um, unless uh, Billy and Pete sell him conje- conjectural technologies for a single penny. Yep. Uh, go back uh, to uh, Brock is trying to explain to Sergeant Hatred the danger of Wide Whale. You know, he's not going to be able to do anything. He doesn't even have a gun. You know, you're just a tour guide because I'm barely a tour guide. <laughs> uh, all he has is, is a flashlight there. Yeah. Um, and Hatred, though, he knows uh, Wide Whale. Yeah. Um, he starts rattling off facts around him. Yeah. And uh, they, they, <laughs> Brock is surprised, but Hatred raises a good point. Like, I was in the OSI and the Guild. I was a double agent. Like, it would be crazy if I didn't know this stuff. He could even tell you where King Gorilla used to hide his porn. Yeah. 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 Uh, the uh, Wide Whale moves. He says the Wide Whale moves through submarine, through the sewers, septic lines, comes through the floor. Uh, Hatred points out that Brock's gun is not loaded. Uh, and this is Brock at this point, this ends up feeling a non sequitur, but pays off later. Yeah. Brock like ignores it. And is just like, you know, today earlier I was at the zoo. When's <laughs> the last time you went to the zoo? <laughs> uh, and just cuts away. Yeah. It's, it ends up feeling kind of kind of a weird line, but there's a payoff later. <laughs> I like that both of these episodes somehow involve furtive trips to the zoo to get an animal. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> just <don't>. like, <laughs> just, they, they, did they move to New York entirely? So they would have proximity to the Bronx zoo. <laughs> basically that's what it seems like yeah oh uh up in the panic room uh rusty is kind of given uh pirate captain a bit of a riot act he says you know i I we need to go back to the way venture you know used to be used to be the way my father ran the business has to be super science not this consumer crap uh you know this tower was built on top of his grandfather's tower uh which is why uh, on the outside it's like uh what's his name lloyd ventures milliner and automata (laughs) milliner which is just like an obscure callback to uh uh, season three saying like oh my father was super scientist my grandfather was a super scientist his father i think he made hats or something so yeah it was i think he was a milliner it was a milliner yeah oh gosh so pirate captain's like no you have shareholders you have to run a business you have employees and dean basically says do both yeah keep a public face and then have a speculative science yeah wing and this this uh this satisfies everybody uh and also will set up the uh the tag on the end of this uh yes so pete and billy are walking home and see it's nighttime they're on the desert road here billy says you know oh my gosh if there's no new romantics the new metal will happen earlier which will ruin hip-hop that means there will be no rizza and thus i will never lose my my virginity to side one of wu-tang forever that's very funny (laughs) uh uh you know we cut out you know billy has the red ball you know so they end up selling the company yes and pete you know pete's upset 
Like yeah. he doesn't like this. And he's like, well, listen, we had to do it. You know, think about what your hair would look like. Like Billy, <laughs> Billy's also a believer. Yes. You know, they sold their home. They sold Robobo, all their inventions to St. Cloud. And Pete's very disenchanted. But Billy says, no, no, we do have the magic. We believed it. We saved the world. Yeah. You know, like, again, pretend. Yes. About this stuff. And the, 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 the sentimentality is worth it to him in a way that just having yes. the stuff is not. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so nighttime in the Ventec lobby, uh, there's a tour guide info tape playing. Uh, Hatred reading off all this stuff about Jonas's adventures. You can't really hear it in the mix, but I, I bet you there were jokes in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wide Whale's sub bursts through the lobby floor like Rocksteady invading <laughs> April's library. <laughs> um, the sea lice run out firing lasers and Wide Whale notices no one's there. They've yeah. been stood up. Yeah. Uh, and then conveniently timed, the tape uh, starts talking about this uh, this solid gold, like 30 pounds of gold Aztec mask that uh, the, mm-hmm. that uh, Jonas Venture got a hold of because there's this little museum here um, and like a spotlight turns on. So I highlight like, yes, this is a this is a trap. Uh, and so Wide Whale says like, oh, so let's just steal this priceless artifact. Then that'll make it worth it for us. You know, we're going to send our uh, we're going to we're going to send our message here. Right. So they they, they mm-hmm. take that. But obviously, you know, it's a it, it, it is something different. Yeah. Uh, Monarch and 21 get back to the the mansion off the bus. Um you know, they're like sad because Reduce assigned the thing, but she's probably just going to go right to the, the guild and tattle yeah. uh, to his wife. Uh, Manolo runs out saying, you're not going to believe what I found. Uh, <laughs> Monarch immediately says, I knew you spoke fucking English. I love the <laughs> delivery on that. Like just the immediate <laughs> rage. <laughs> yeah. uh, he found a door uh, behind a bookshelf, the study. He didn't go down there because it's muy creepy. Uh, and uh, the Monarch sends Manolo away. And 21 goes down there and it's the blue morphos layer starting yeah. this, this meta plot mm-hmm. for the season. This was all done at the end. They like just wrote this and tagged down at the end. It's why there's not a whole lot to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to make it fit. Like it was not originally part of the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ends up, I, I, I like what it does. I, I like the effect of kind of introducing this so they can pick it up at full speed uh, in the next one. Yeah. Next yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be pretty important, but there's a, there's a bat cave uh, beneath this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, back over in Manhattan, um, across the street, uh, Brock slams two of the sea lice, uh, two of the guards' heads together. Uh, they're up on the uh, on the guild tower there, um, and uh, Hatred gives him an update. You know, walks up, hey, Wide Whale took the bait. You know, that mask is Tumbega, meaning it's mostly copper. Uh, just uh, just an alloy common in uh, common in gold working in South America, Tumbega. Uh, so mm-hmm. basically it's not worth as much as he thinks, but that's not the entire, uh, that's not the entire prank. Uh, Brock's back is killing him. Um, and he says, oh, I can't believe how much he weighed. Like, oh, I think, I think tranquilizers make bodies way more. Uh, we kind of, you know, we're kind of led to believe like, oh, he's talking about carrying wide whale. N- no, no, not the case. I, yeah, I, or, I, or pirate captain who oh, got yeah. tranquilized and we saw him carry. Yeah, yeah. You know, back in. Um, I, I like Brock and uh, Hatred bonding here. You know, like they executed yeah. their plan. It all worked pretty well. I'm like, hey, do you want to take the cloth elevator down? I'm like, sure, buddy. They just parachute off of the uh, off of the tower. It's good stuff. I find it really cute. Uh, I am. This is a, a very specific, like weird little sensitivity I have. I don't like it when uh, addicts or relapsing is. Like, oh, yeah. Treated as nothing by people around them. It's a big thing. The reason why the world end 
like yeah, lands bad yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's like, you know, I'll get, go get a drink. And Hadrian's like, no, I'm in AA, but I, get, I can have one drink. I'll just go to an extra meeting. Well, yeah. no, that's not how alcoholism works. Nope. Uh, ruined your life, buddy. Yeah. You know, and Brock, if Brock was your real friend, he wouldn't, he, he would know that, that in the first yeah. place. And then he also wouldn't let you do that. Yeah. He wouldn't so, be an enabler. Yeah. It made me feel kind of bad. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, so Wide Whale gets, uh, gets to his barnacle butler. He goes to talk to him on his hall and the butler walks through a room filled with balloons, a bucket of water falls on their head and Wide Whale is mad because he thinks he just got like regular pranked. <laughs> um, he says, whoever's in there, come out. And the polar bear came out. So that's yeah. who Brock, uh, killed. I also had a moment of feeling bad for the polar bear, which White Whale is <laughs> definitely going to kill. Yeah. I can shoot. <laughs> I, I don't know. Brock's, Brock's doing ma- mean stuff in the end of this episode. <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah. I don't know. Poor bear. I know I'm overthinking it, but yeah. Yeah. It made me sad. <laughs> uh, so we get our post credits. Um, St. Cloud knocks on the door of the trailer. You know, I'm like, okay, this guy owns our, <laughs> owns our business, our house and our life. Uh, but not anymore. Um, he came here to tell, tell, to tell them, oh, I flipped your business. I sold you, you know, I, I sold you for a tidy profit. So a, a dollar would be a hundred X. Yeah. Return. Anything is a tidy profit there. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, Pete comments on St. Cloud's hips as he walks away. Um, I, I yeah, it, it's, he's like, I swear that guy takes estrogen, yeah. uh, which, you know, there's a lot of reasons to take estrogen and stuff. Like there's, yeah. there's, there's reasons to think about this more, but even before, I was aware of any kind of gender spectrum or anything like that. Every once in a while, you'd meet one of those dudes with like real childbearing hips. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like big, big wide booty. And it's mm-hmm. always really surprising. Like dude with lady ass <laughs> was, was surprising. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just a way somebody could be shaped, but there's something yeah. funny about the way he delivers it, uh, which is, which yeah. is good. But uh, kind of the, the, the stinger here is that, Oh, it, it, St. Cloud didn't just sell it to anybody. He sold it to uh, uh Ventec. Uh, they're going to go and yeah. be the uh, the speculative uh, the speculative engineering uh, department there, which I, yeah. I I like the way that they uh, talk about this in the book, which is to say like okay, so there's going to be an empty nest kind of thing. The kids are growing up, but now that now that Rusty has you know his two dipshits back, he still has people to abuse. You know, yeah, yeah, he has his boys. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I I like I like the the where everything gets placed in this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's funny, it's fun. Uh, and it, uh, it, it does, it puts the things into a place where interesting stuff can happen. Yeah. 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 And I'm, into I'm, I'm into the, I'm into Billy point, you know, and St. Cloud playing pretend, even though it has very real consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, and that's really it. Just good, good episode. Mm-hmm. Above average episode of the show. Yeah. Uh, if you like this show, if you like orb, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash duck feed TV and mm-hmm. support your boys. Yeah. Get more um, shows. We are making a change. Early release is going away as a perk for our, uh, uh Patreon here at uh, the beginning of May. Uh, so through April, uh, this will remain the case. You'll be able to get, get a hold of stuff early, but there is still uh, lots of stuff. If you want to, uh, sign up at $3, uh, you get a whole, uh, uh, uh just like a whole bundle of uh free bonus content uh well not free mm-hmm. you get a whole bundle of bonus content that otherwise would be a higher tiers so go check it out and access to the slack yes you know and at five dollars you get a bunch of bonus shows mm-hmm. um and we'd appreciate it and you, and you support support us which we really appreciate this is our job and uh we couldn't do it without you no so uh otherwise ratings reviews and uh tell your friends 
uh, we would really enjoy it. Uh, and until next time, go, go team, team venture. venture.